They called us monsters, so monsters we became. We are Monsters Out of the Closet. Hello, and welcome to our special bonus episode coming to you not so live from the second annual PodCon. Um, I'm Shreya. And I'm Nicole. Um, in case you don't know what PodCon is, imagine VidCon, but for podcasts. And this is the second year that they've done this, uh, bringing together podcasts for live shows, workshops, panels, mashups. It's a lot of fun. What I like about PodCon is that it is an enthusiastic convention where everyone is both a fan and usually also a creator. Yeah, I can't tell you how many people we met today that said, of course I'm a fan, but I'm also thinking about creating, I'm in the process of creating, and so many months into creating a podcast of my own. And that is amazing in a community. You don't usually see that in a lot of fandom-based communities. So excitement. Also, even though this is officially PodCon number two, this is actually our first PodCon that we get to attend together, me and Nicole, which means that we are in 3D. I can poke Nicole's knee now. I don't have to send her an emoji all the way from Los Angeles to Portland. Yeah, it's really nice to be able to hang out in the same space. And I went to PodCon last year. It was just a small little trek for me. So it was kind of fun to be able to share the experience with, with other people. Because there were, there were times last year where I was like, ah, I wish I could be in two places at once. And now I can be in more than one place. So that's really cool. But I mean, already today has been really, really cool because there were some great panels that we got to share together, some great moments. Um, Sherry, what were your three highlights from today? Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, one top moment was during the opening ceremony when they recreated the famous Griffin McElroy banana crunch incident. I don't know what else to call it, but they made at least four other people. Mm-hmm. Um, four other people. Four other victims. Crunch a banana. Other than that, I will not describe it. If you if you need details, if you require them, Google it. Yes. What you find will shock you. Yeah, that was a highlight for me as well. Yeah, I, I, I think I actually got a stitch in my side from laughing so hard. So that was amazing. Another moment. I really um, enjoyed the voice actor panel that I went to actually at the end of today, Saturday, day one, um, which included, you know, people like Cecil Baldwin, folks from the uh, Bright Sessions, the creator of No Sleep Podcast, right? So, like, people who have a lot of experience or have been doing this for a while who also have, like, previous acting experience, they're really able to, like, discuss where they were coming from, the requirements they have, what it's like to work both as voice actors and for some of them showrunners. Um, so that was cool because, as you probably know, here at Monsters, we have a whole horde of monstrous and wonderful voice actors who... Um, are the the heart and soul of our podcast, so that was really cool to see see things from the voice acting side and to to sort of understand that a little bit better. Moment numero tres, I think, was the moment when we all just collapsed on the sofas for a solid hour and like took an emotional nap. That was that was some <laughs> solid bonding. Um, top three moments, Nicole. Man, it. I mean, I as I mentioned, the crunch was definitely up there. I. 
lost it. I, I was having such a good time with that. I I mean, I, I always like the welcome shows because they, they're a really nice variety of things. Also, they totally ripped off the format of Would I Lie To, which is a British game show that I am obsessed with. I've probably seen like the 12 seasons of it like four times back <laughs> and forth. So yeah, they had like a, a segment from that show. They basically ripped off. It was great. Other other moments, I actually stumbled halfway through a, a live episode of Punch Up the Jam. All I heard from a distance was laughter, and I came in, and it was um, the the two hosts of Punch Up the Jam and uh, Griffin McElroy discussing Rusted Roots' Send Me On My Way, which uh, is a great jam, total banger, and they were having a lot of fun with it, and it introduced me to a podcast that I will be starting because it was a lot of fun. I laughed for like 30 minutes, and it was really entertaining. So that was a highlight. And I would say another highlight was getting to meet people who I had either met last year when I went um, and our podcast was still a baby, like three months old. Oh my God, an infant. A little baby, little baby child. And either either I had ca- talked to these people directly or I had handed out something to them and they had started listening. So connecting with those people who have been listening to us for the last year and some months, that was really awesome. Definitely a highlight for me. It just like warmed my heart because like, we, we have like a passionate community of artists, I think, within within our space. A lot of you who listen also contribute in other ways to it. But um, to also to get to meet those people who listen in real life, that's a whole different level of connection where you're like, oh, my God, you, you heard the thing that I've helped put out. That's really cool. It was super cool. I got to meet Lucy for the first time, Lucille Valentine, who is an angel um, and also has so many buttons that I'm so jealous of. So it was amazing to meet her. It was amazing to meet Katie Humans, who is another one of our fabulous, longtime, dependable voice actresses. So it was really cool to see them in the 3D, to be like, you have a body and exist in real life. We love you. (laughs) So that that was cool. Yeah, definitely. And also through these people getting to meet other people involved, I think that's what's consistently exciting about like coming to a thing like PodCon is like you get to meet people who are kind of a big deal in like certain spaces. Like these people are, you know, living their lives and on the side they are, you know, these genius creators Mm -hmm. and creatives who have influence and are connecting with other creatives. And uh, I think, there was a um, an informal creator fan meetup of like audio dramas that we attended mm-hmm. after the main kind of events at the convention had closed, and there were so many people who were there both in that kind of dual position, like we mentioned, of like fan and creator. But there were also some like creators that I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like it's so rare that you recognize someone's face in the podcast world, but oh, I recognize their face. And I was like, Oh my gosh, those are all the people from whisper forge. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Cause you like literally people like walked out of being like on a panel after the panel had, had finished. And then like came into this totally like egalitarian space. Everyone was on the same uncomfortable floor, <laughs> closely together, talking over each other, rubbing elbows. 
you know, like it's really good, I think, to have those spaces where people feel on a level and where people feel like there's not, you know, so much of a of an achievement gap mm-hmm. between fans and creators, between people who have lots of experience and people who are just starting the podcast world and between people who have a lot of reach and people who have small communities they work with. So I, I really like that space because I think, you know, not only did we get to reconnect with people who we know or Nicole, who you met last year, which was really cool, but we also got to, you know, talk to new people and find out about new projects. And that was interesting for me to see that full range because you know at least for me most of my podcast life is me in my apartment in LA by myself and then talking to various people over the interwebs so I don't get to see you know real people (laughs) a lot so this was this was formative yeah I I also really appreciate getting to hear from people who are involved with podcasts that I hadn't heard of or um, getting new recommendations. I think what was really fun for me is like seeing how much we've grown in both like how far we've come in terms of creating a podcast, but also like how much wider my awareness of podcasts has grown in the mm-hmm. past year. Because I think the last PodCon, Lucy actually, we had connected at the first PodCon and spent a lot of time together and we ended up like exchanging a lot of recommendations. And Lucy gives so many amazing recommendations. And I think as of this month, I think she gave uh, she gave me probably like fifteen recommendations, and I'm almost through two thirds of that, something like that. I've gone through a bunch, and I've loved so many of them, from like the Far Meridian to Mabel to uh, Point Mystic. So, like the the recommendations that I got last year kind of informed my awareness this year. So, yeah, it's it's just been this beautiful circle of. Uh, you know, constantly growing and constantly, like, expanding and connecting. Right. And there are certainly podcasts that people talked about that I am excited now to listen to or that I was reminded exist and I now need to get back to them. But I think also sort of experiencing the wider podcast world reminded me in a, in a you know, a very uh, narcissistic way of how unique Monsters is. Because even within the fiction podcast world, right, people have almost full creative control over the writing in their podcasts, over the scope of the plot, right? The way that they develop their characters. And certainly a lot of them talked about how much voice actors bring to that process and how much they add to a character's embodiment, how much they can affect the way the plot is written for them and to their abilities and their personalities. But like, I really didn't hear a lot of other people talking about podcasts that promoted the work of, you know, other artists. And, it you know, it, it made me feel sad in a little way, because obviously the ethos of this podcast is to promote other people in our community to, to provide a, a platform in that way. And, you know, we have unifying themes, but we're certainly not in full creative control of all of the content that comes to us. But it also, you know, it made me feel a little proud that this this is what we're doing. We're doing something that's different. I would add to that in that I know that we connected with a panelist, uh, Caitlin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she uh, produces a several podcasts with her husband, one of which is Liberty, Tales from the Tower, and it's an anthology horror series based on kind of this liberty world that they've established. And it was really cool to connect with her a little bit about that because it's it's rare to get 
a an, an anthology at all. So it was it was interesting to hear a little bit about the process and the ways it differed from ours. And I agree, Shreya, that like there's a little bit of a sadness in feeling like the path isn't as similar to mm-hmm. other people. But I, I'm always so proud to say that the work that we get from conception to finished product is completely community-based, community-focused, and community-created, right? Right. And in that way, I think we, we get to form, as you said earlier today, to me, is that we get to form partnerships with our contributors and with our voice actors rather than feeling like employers or feeling, you know, like people who contract out, right? We I think we've, we form teams in a way, but that are also very, very flexible and very shifting. And if that's not a good reflection of our community, I don't know what is. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it definitely gets me excited to connect with even more people in our podcasting community. Because I think that's something that we, or at least I recognize today, is like we do have these connections to people from PodCon and kind of their communities as a as an extension of that. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's a good opportunity for us to remember that we do have these connections and we should lean on them and try to work with people that we meet and mm-hmm. um, encourage them to participate. Yeah, that's definitely, that's something I, I've enjoyed about today and I'm also really looking forward to tomorrow is not, you know, we're not just here to, to market it to listeners. We're here to genuinely reach out to people who could be equal partners, who could be contributors, mm-hmm. who could be voice actors, and who could make monsters with us. And that's, you know, an opportunity I don't think a lot of other podcasts can extend all the time, but something that I'm really excited to do. Because just, you know, the way people's faces light up when you're like, and if you want to write for us, write for us. If you want to, you know, voice act for us, voice act for us. And that's kind of amazing that we can do that um, with people who we meet and like talk to for 20 minutes in Washington where neither of us live. So looking forward to that for tomorrow. And I, I think in addition to kind of connecting with everyday podcast fans, I'm excited because I won a couple of lotteries. True. So I will be in a like 12 person intimate chat with Jeffrey Craner and Joseph Bink from Welcome to Night Vale, Alice Isn't Dead, the whole gamut of podcasts that they work on. I'm a huge fan of them, as I'm sure a lot of podcast listeners are. Joseph Fink in particular is someone I really admire. I like his writing, and I think he says a lot of like really important things, both on the page and off. So I am excited to chat with him tomorrow and hopefully not corner him like I accidentally did last year. <laughs> so that, that'll be fun for tomorrow. Um, is there anything else you were excited about for tomorrow? Yeah, Lucy's going to be on a panel about trans representation in audio media, or maybe media in general. And I'm really excited to go to that and sort of learn from other people's expertise and um, learn how we can be more inclusive um, in our own work. Because Nicole and I are both cis, and so we always need to learn. We will do another recap when we are done with all of those things tomorrow. So the next time you hear me, we will be talking in the present instead of in the future tense. Yeah, so yeah, we'll give you a a little status update towards the end of this. You will hear from us uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow, we will be speaking in the present about today, which is tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be in the present tense starting now. Welcome to the present tense. Bam! We are sure tense at present because we've been walking and talking all day long, Shreya. Yes, we're exhausted. Anyway, here is our recap of PodCon number two, day number two.
some highlights, some experiences from today. I want to kick it off with, I got to meet two people I really admire in the podcasting community who I also just admire as writers. Um, I got to meet Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner of Welcome to Night Vale, Alice Isn't Dead, Within the Wires, um, and the broader Night Vale Presents. Conglomerate. Um, conglomerate entity um, that it's really grown to become. Um, and I was in a 12-person creator chat with them where we got to learn a little bit about the writing that inspires them, how they experiment with form, medium, language. And I really, really enjoyed that opportunity to also ask them a little bit about like this ethos of what it means to be a creator in this community where podcasting is a democratic institution and that anyone can do it. But at the same time, you know, you, you do rely on people who understand the value of your art, uh, people who are willing to network and connect with you on this art. So like to connect with people who started from the ground up, like no one on Night Vale was paid anything for the first year. They just kind of went into it with the understanding that this needed to get made. And eventually if we got paid, we'd split it. And I think that that was an important ethos to kind of understand, especially as our own podcast is completely grassroots and completely ground up community funded. Yeah. And that's definitely something Nicole and I like struggled with in the first year really of Monsters is how are we going to compensate people? Where is the money going to come from? You know, and, and, but also understanding like, do people still see the value in this project? whether or not we're able to in the profit or, you know, even even compensate people out of this. And clearly many people did because so many of our wonderful contributors said, no, I'd rather pay my portion forward. And so I, I think you did maybe hear something. We got to talk about it, obviously, before this. Um, but we were talking about like that. That's an interesting way of looking at do, how do you value what you produce and what you create? Mm -hmm. Definitely, because we came into this project with the understanding that we are working with LGBTQ folks from around the world, from varying different experiences. And we want to acknowledge that LGBTQ folks are underpaid and underappreciated. Their work is undervalued. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't want to exploit queer people's labor, but we want to at least get to a place where we can put our money where our values are. That's definitely something, a difference I saw between us and, and sort of big name podcasts. I was actually a little shocked to find that there are many people who apparently do this just all the time, always for a living. And w because, you know, both Nicole and I have day jobs. I have like a, a full career that I'm actually very invested in. And, you know, a lot of the people of our contributors, of our voice actors, you know, they aren't actors or writers for whom this is just a stepping stone that, you know, exposure is valuable to them in and of itself. You know, they're not necessarily trying to get their name out there in that sense. They're, they're creating because they are creative and because they want to be represented and they also want to give something to their community. And so I think the way that we think about compensation in that sense is very different from the way that like big name producers can think about compensation as being interchangeable with exposure or experience for people who are sort of in the industry. And I think that this is a problem, well, maybe not necessarily a problem, but it is a, a contentious issue within the creative arts industry. I am a writer outside of the podcast in my day job as well. Of course, this is a job where I work at a creative firm. In my job, I am writing to pay for my rent. And I think that that's 
you know, when, when people have the flexibility where their art is something that there is a hundred percent passion or something that they can um, work at a hundred percent and know that they can pay the bills, I think it's a different dynamic. But there's, I think, an understanding that if you're in the arts industry, it's it's hard to get high paying work that's regular and consistent that you can make a career out of. I think this is why we always hear stories about actors in Los Angeles who also waitress yep. or or bartend or yep. or are baristas mm-hmm. because there's an understanding that your art can't sustain you. And I, I think that that's something that like as we went into this and knew we were working with vulnerable communities and marginalized communities, we were like, we need to make sure that we are supporting the people who are supporting us, right? Because this podcast does not exist without you, our dear listeners. And also you who might be listening, who are also contributors. So it it takes all of us to create this thing. And we want to be fair and reasonable about that. Anyway, we we clearly had like a long discussion. This is we've been ruminating over this since about lunchtime. And right now it's about 430. So we've had about four and a half uh, slightly bloated hours to think about this topic. But circling all the way back into highlights, something I really loved about today is I got to listen to, witness, experience a panel on um, trans representation in media that our very own Lucille Valentine was on, because she is an expert in, in all ways. And it was, it was wonderful. People shared some very personal stories and, and also some very personal struggles. Um, and I think that helped highlight for me the importance of addressing all of the issues which fall under our umbrella and also representing all of the people that fall under our big LGBT plus 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 umbrella. And I think they the the folks on the panel also gave some very good concrete advice about what creators can do to be more inclusive and and more specific in the ways that they reach out to trans contributors or voice actors. So I'm looking forward to incorporating that into seasons two and three of Monsters. Yeah, and I think what I liked about like a lot of our experiences today was that it was really reflective Mm -hmm. on where our project is and where we see it going and how we see ourselves within the community that we're hopefully creating with this podcast um, I will say this This maybe captures a, an overarching highlight is that um, today I, I remember just connecting with a lot of people who yeah. are, who knew us. And mm-hmm. that was really great. If you're listening to this, thank you if you reached out to us at PodCon because it's, it's really cool to be able to feel that the community that we envisioned, it does exist because that, that, that has always been our goal is to have these connections with people in this shared community that we are both a part of. Yeah. Um, and in fact, we, we can talk about some of the real people who we met today. Yeah. Um, we got to have lunch sort of with Lee from History is Gay, which is amazing because yeah. they do so much research and put so much into their show. And it, it was cool to just like sit down and have pizza. Yeah, I, I'm a big history nerd and um, I'm really excited to uh, learn about people that I may not have known about in from this podcast. So I'm excited about that and Lee was really cool. In addition, we got to uh, connect with the writer, the uh, producer, some of the actors even from Tides which is a science fiction audio drama that takes place on a completely oceanic planet where someone's stranded. And it sounds really exciting. I keep seeing it everywhere. That's true. We Like every other person who we walked up to had a Tides pin or a Tides card. And I'm like, how 
How big is tides? Who are you tides? Are you tides? We're all tides. In that moment. Um, well, anyway, I look forward to uh, listening more to tides. Yeah. For sure. Some other podcasts that we're looking forward to. These podcasts aren't out yet, but we got to meet with people who were involved in it. So we were excited. We got to connect with uh, Ziggy from Crossing Wires, which is this very optimistic, hopeful, queer, apocalyptic story. Yeah. We definitely need that the sort of the critical hope in the community. We talked to creators of Insula, um, which I think may be the closest thing we have to a cousin podcast because they also do anthologies and they also have uh, like sort of prompts and themes around each season, which different writers then write to to create audio dramas for each episode. And that's the closest thing that we've seen this whole weekend to like sort of a community generated podcast which is really cool to see it was also cool to meet like one other indian person here because we're thin on the ground apparently um at podcon so that was nice for me shria we also met jeffrey who is making unwell um i know that team is based in chicago but they're making um something midwest based yeah midwest horror fiction queer horror fiction in the midwest which love it love it and it's Always cool to, to get that intersection between queerness and horror. I think that there is a good number of people in, in this convention who are excited about those combinations. Yeah, just yelling queer horror in the hallway actually got more people to like come talk to me than sort of, well, I'm from Monsters Out of the Closet and we do horror fiction, blah, blah, blah. No, just like yell the words queer horror and people will show up. Many of them will have dyed hair, which is also a great way to identify <laughs> potential queer horror community members. Also, we have some like upcoming more sort of uh, ambiguous um, projects that we are still excited about. Um, we met uh, Jory and Griffin, who are doing um, an audio drama series. Um, so that sounds exciting. Um, they're looking also for writers. So if anyone is interested in writing long audio drama seasons, uh, talk to us and we will talk to them. Yeah, we'll definitely be putting Twitter handles in the episode description and it'll be on our website so if you do want to connect with any of these podcasts that we've mentioned or creators we'll try to have as many handles as possible also of course our lucille valentine lucy angel also at severely trans on um twitter uh she's involved in about a hundred things and she does all of them well but she also has some stuff coming up and i think the best way to hear about them is just to follow her and she will post about them eventually yeah if you're curious about like people who are at the nexus of a lot of like new audio dramas and podcasts lucy seems to know everyone and everything that's happening so definitely if you're looking for a great person to follow on twitter i'd recommend lucy because you'll hear a lot about cool podcasts um we also got to connect with tk tk um who is working on a really cool podcast called wheatsville project yes amplifying voices from brooklyn if i am not mistaken but that is still that is still coming up in, in development and i'm really excited to hear about that because i definitely think we need more spaces for people of color in the podcasting world definitely walking around today podcon really white like 80 percent white folks so it, i want to amplify as much as possible <laughs> agreed and I, i'm hoping that i don't know in future this is something that we can 
we can see more of at PodCon, perhaps even like a panel about the experience of being a podcaster of color. Right. See, because that's also my worry is I, even on like stages and panels, I don't think I saw enough people to make a five person panel at PodCon this year, Mm -hmm. which is extremely worrisome. But, you know, things to work on. And also, you know, resolutions for us at Monsters. The the way that our submissions work is we actually have no idea whether someone is white or not unless there's like a clue in um, their writing or in the in, you know, the emails that we have with them. So it's actually kind of hard, at least for me, to keep track of um, our demographics with contributors. But we, we certainly want uh, folks to contribute to us. So that's that's maybe something that I want to resolve to do as Monsters goes forward. That's something I sort of took away from PodCon is to, to be a little bit more conscious of our, of our demographics in that way and to make sure that we're being explicitly supportive, welcoming, or maybe even eliciting um, people who are underrepresented in, in our little project. Yeah, I I also have a similar resolution in terms of um, more specific calls for submissions and voice actors, because we have kind of an open call right now. Mm -hmm. And that's really great in terms of having something consistent that we can point to and say, this is how we work. But at the same time, I do feel like while we're getting like lots of submissions from a variety of different writers, and we get some geographic diversity in that, I'd love to see stories that feature the experiences of people unlike myself. I'm a, I'm a white cis woman, and I'd like to see more, more diverse experiences that might be captured best by people in those communities that are also queer like myself. Yeah. Things to workshop, things to talk about. I think the the last thing to reflect on is it's really great to be able to talk to you directly. And it highlights the fact that this is a community that we're a part of. And even though, as Shreya said, we, we both have day jobs and we both have careers that exist outside of this podcast, I do want us to feel more plugged into this community. I think early on we tried to figure out, are we... A horror podcast? Are we a fiction podcast? Are we some sort of community podcast? How do we exist in this space? And I think it's important for us, especially because we we do have a different processes to be more contemplative about how we are in the space. Because I think it's too reductive to say that we are horror focused. I think it is we are a space for queer writers who write drama and fiction and things like that. And I think that that's something that we should make more of an effort to to engage with because I think the writing and creative process is so key to what we're doing. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you all for listening to us, reflecting on this experience, and please reach out to us on social media if you witnessed us at PodCon, like if I yelled queer horror at you and and threw a square business card at you, reach out to us. Yeah, we definitely want to touch base with uh, as many people as we touch base with here online so please let us know if you if you want to connect we're definitely looking for more writers and more actors so there's definitely room to join the monster mob on that note thanks for listening monsters Monsters out